the most important is that uh, companies, they understood now that they cannot continue working in silos. So there's a lot of companies when, uh, when it comes to transformation, uh, they used to work like each, uh, each uh, department uh, work alone, separately, specifically when we, we talk about digital transformation, uh, we, uh, we see IT in uh, one side and business in the other side. And uh, during the pandemic, uh, they understood very quickly that, uh, well, it's not gonna work. Uh, there's still a lot of a lot of preparation to do in order to make sure that all the organization understands and uh, uh, and make sure that uh, the human it is in the center of transformation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Hacking HR podcast. One of the topics that we cover the most in the conversations that we have in Hacking HR in general, in our events, and in the podcast is everything that is human-centered. And you may argue that everything that we do in HR should be human-centered, but uh, we always like to bring this topic front and center in our conversations to make sure that not only do we keep in mind that the work that we do has to revolve around humans and centered in people, but also that we learn the strategies, the practices, the ideas, the insights that help us do that better. And today, not only are we gonna talk about human-centered topics, but we are going to be focusing on human-centered transformation. And we're gonna have this conversation with somebody who has been in the space of transformation, change management, uh, in different industries for a long time. So Kinda, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Thank you, Enrique, for this opportunity. I'm so glad to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining. I am excited about our conversation. And, you know, we, we've been through so much over the past uh, 18, 19, 20 months, uh, you know, yeah. with the pandemic. And, you know, it's we're almost in 2022 and we're going to continue having pandemic in 2022. And out of all the tragedy that the pandemic has been, one of the gifts that this, you know, sort of tragedy created for us is that more more organizations are talking and are really putting the human at the center of how they operate, not just their external customers, but their internal employees. So let me begin by asking you this question. What are the most exciting changes, the most exciting transformations that you've seen happening over the past 18 months that you think are going to help those companies truly succeed down the road? Well, uh, honestly, um, the most important is that uh, companies, they understood now that they cannot continue working in silos. So there's a lot of companies when, uh, when it comes to transformation, uh, they used to work like each uh, each uh, department uh, work alone separately. Specifically, when we we talk about digital transformation, uh, we uh, we see IT in uh, one side and business in the other side. And uh, during the pandemic, uh, they understood very quickly that uh, well, it's not going to work. Uh, there's still a lot of a lot of preparation to do in order to make sure that all the organization understands and uh, uh, and make sure that uh, the human it is in the center of transformation. But 
what we mean about this basically, because you mentioned, and uh, it was perfectly said, that when we talk about human-centric transformation, we do not only talk about customer being in the center of transformation, but the employees also. Yeah. Because basically the employees are the one who are going to drive the transformation and uh, make the change happen eventually. So if we are not listening to them yeah. and uh, making them um, part of the transformation, I think it's a big mistake. Yeah, absolutely. Kinda, let me ask you this. You know, there's um, for, for a long time, the, every decision that was made in any organization was centered in profit, meaning how much more money will this one thing or that other thing will, uh, will make, uh, you know, how much more money will it create for the company, will it bring to the company? And now, even though that conversation continues to be important, the layer of how is this going to impact our, uh, you know, our external customers, our employees, our branding, that sort of layer is becoming thicker and way more important now. How do we avoid, how, how can we ensure that going forward, all the conversations around transformation continue to have that layer of humans in, you know, in the decision-making process and that it continues to become more and more important. So again, you know, I'm not saying that money is not important, that profit is not important, but how do we make sure that we put humans in the center of all these conversations that we're having around uh, transformation? Yeah, Enrique, I mean, it's, it's really simple. <laughs> Honestly, I know that you're going to say how simple. Well, it is simple because the concept is just to have representative of each business unit within the organization. And I'm talking about champions. So today we don't have in every single transformation program champions that are representative of all the stakeholders, uh, whether they are impacted directly or indirectly. Sometimes we just have a bunch of people working with us. They know about business, but they are not representative of each business unit. And when we do that, we need to include them in the strategy of transformation. And I'm not talking just at the end when the change happens yeah. and we need to help them just, just you know, drive it. No, they definitely need to be representing their business teams right in the beginning, when we are talking about defining the strategy of the transformation, because they will know best what are the pain points of their teams and their employees, and they will be able to tackle those pain points. And eventually all of that will definitely impact the profit. Yeah. Because I, I'm gonna just talk about one example. If we are talking about insurance, this is the sector I'm working on. And we have, for example, the operator that is answering the customer at the end of the line. If we don't know their pain points, he will not be happy when he's gonna answer the customer, whether he doesn't have the right information, he doesn't have the right tool, he's bored because he's doing the same task over and over again. So if he's not happy, eventually the customer will not be happy and you, it will impact the retention of your clients and so on the profit. So basically every single pain point we are tackling, uh, whatever the employee is working on, 
eventually, indirectly, it will impact the profit. So we need to take it into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. You know, at transformation change management, there are some foundational principles that apply across the board. Uh, and of course, you know, very often they have to be adapted by, you know, the company, the region in the world, the, you know, culture and specifics of the industry. But for those, for HR people who are either leading, and I'm hoping that they are leading, or they are part, like you said, you know, of the champions for transformation, what would you tell them are the, the big pieces that they have to, to keep in mind in order to be effective and successful with those transformations? What should they keep in mind? I mean, honestly, HR, they need to be a huge part of, the, of, the, the, of each transformation because the first thing we tackle is the impact uh, analysis of this transformation uh, all across the organization. So they are... They, uh, they are uh, in the center of this information. Yeah. They know around the organization what will be the impact. And they need to be involved more in the knowledge of each business unit, what they are doing, what is the understanding of their of their day-to-day uh, -day task in order to understand more this impact. But I think that they have a, an important role also into identifying the champions that we mentioned earlier, because since they have um, they have already jobs, we cannot just throw at them a transformation program uh, that will change uh, their their time schedules. So what they need to do is to understand, for example, what are the needs around these champions, understand who is the best. Uh, person to answer these needs because uh, champions need to have a set of skills. They need to have a personality yeah. that is um, inspirational, that is uh, influential, and they need to also understand what uh, they need as a training to prepare them because champion is not a job description um, aside. It's just something that you can add to your job. So by uh, understanding the needs they can um, suggest some profile they have in the company with the top management help, and they can uh, do interview with them to understand if they are motivated enough, and then they can suggest uh, a training skills that they need, a training that they need to have in order to fulfill what they are expected. For example, yeah. we are not expected that all the champions we suggest they know about the agile methodology, which is a key in trans in the new transformation program. So they may they may need uh, an agile training. So, so this is another example. Yeah. And it's very important to manage how uh, how their activities are going to be uh, handled. Are we going to, for example, delegate some of their activities during the transformation life cycle to someone else? Are we going to hire teams temporarily so they can absorb the, these, uh, these, uh, these activities. So all of this needs to be handled and managed because we don't want burned out champions at the end yeah. of the programs. Yeah. So all of this, I think that HR needs to be uh, a part of it. And of course, there are all the part of communications and understanding the needs for each type of personas. I mean, honestly, HR for me need to play more important role in transformation that we see today uh, in some of the organizations. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, as, as we explore the role of HR 
in making these transformations successful and effective. Sort of the other side of the equation is what are the things that could normally happen and derail the success of those transformations that HR, leaders in general, but especially HR, what do they have to keep in mind? What do they have to be looking at so that they may be able to identify some potential derailers and take action before those derailers actually you know, end up happening? I think that it's very important to make sure that there is a balance between what needs to be done for the transformation and how to keep things going for everything else, like the business as usual actions. Um, we cannot just, you know, throw actions and uh, crazy hours to employees and expect them to do their job and be brilliant at it. Yeah. So in terms of motivation for the people who are working in transformation, because it's not, it's not a walk in the park transformation, especially for a big and complex organization. So I think that HR can play a role on understanding uh, uh, all of these um, like motivation that need to be done and they can create an, an environment where uh, we have incentives, we have bonuses, we create more objectives that are meaning, uh, uh, that are around the transformation specifically. We can also do like events and team building and, you know, anything that yeah. can help uh, celebrate the wins and appreciate the offer that champions and the transformation team in general are working on and uh, make sure that there are no silos in the transformation program because yeah. in the day-to-day -day life it's normal each team are doing their job but when we are talking about transformation there's nothing like day-to-day uh, -day work everyone yeah. needs to understand the person uh, next to him what he's doing uh, they need to work together. They're no, yeah, you're my boss. You're not my boss. No, it's a flat organization, basically. And they need to make sure that this environment is created for the transformation by doing some events and team building uh, and maybe gaming and stuff like that so they can create this environment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kinda, this has been a great conversation about transformation and we are getting closer to the end of our chat. And I want to ask you one very, one last and very brief question. If there was one skill out of the many, there was one skill that you would say uh, HR people to focus on, to build for themselves, you know, to, to, to learn on that, on that skill so that they can become more effective as leaders of transformation, what would that skill be? They need to do um, live my life practices, which means they need to go and sit with uh, the business teams uh, next to them and see how they are working to have a, a better understanding of their job. Awesome. And I think that's, um, that, that should be part of the, not only in, during times of transformation in general, should, yes. be, should be the practice of our, of our profession in, in HR. Yes. So Kinda, thank you so much for, for uh, sharing your insights with me and the community. It was great to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Enrique, for this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everybody. Stay tuned for the next episode of the Hacking HR podcast. I will see you all soon. 
Thank you, everybody, for watching or listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please follow us on our social media and subscribe to our newsletter so that you can stay informed of all the things that we're putting together for you from the Hacking HR community. Thank you so much. Please continue to stay safe, stay well, stay strong, and we will see you soon.